why you might want to reconsider using wise video cameras, the Vegas casino hacks, and more. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices featured gear, like the Elgato Stream Deck, providing 6, 15, or 32 programmable keys to perform complex, frequently used actions. The Stream Deck will supercharge your productivity. Get more information at macvoices.com slash featured gear, all one word, featured gear. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The Mac Voices panel finishes up our conversation about the new USB-C charging case for the AirPods Pro. Then we turn our attention to why you may want to reconsider using WISE security cameras for anything inside your home, and maybe outside too. We look at the Vegas casino hacks and a whole lot more. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Does anybody else feel that this is this is a little bit of a strange discussion to be having, given that we are talking about a wireless charging case that you're supposed to be able to charge uh, wirelessly? I mean, no. so what's the big deal? I, and look, I already know it's 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 a matter of how fast it will charge if you plug it into USB C. But it just strikes me as funny that we're having this big controversy over the fact that uh, lightning to lightning case to USB-C case when it's supposed to be a wireless charging case. So I can tell you why, Chuck. It's for that time where you need to charge the case. So you can get some more charge on your AirPods and you're not at home. So you plug a USB-C cable into your iPhone and into the case and use your iPhone's battery to right. put some juice in the case for your AirPods. Yeah, yeah. you can now charge. Yes. Not only that, you have the Apple Watch, you now can charge with your iPhone because of the plug-in into the 15's USB-C port. Yep, up to 4.5 watts. Yep. Which is pretty much fast charging on an Apple Watch. Yeah, so in a pinch, you know, there's plenty of times you're, you're in a place you just want to have charge it while you uh, while you have your phone. Yep. Um, also, uh, Marquez Brownlee, you know, at, uh, it was at MKBHD. Right. Um, did che- did see if it could charge other things. And uh, it can. Uh, essentially, the, it has what they, they assume is uh, USB-C uh, power delivery mode. Which, if it is hooked, if you hook it, actually hook it up to another iPhone, uh, they will kind of do a handshake, find out what one has the lower battery, and then charge from the other one. Uh, it will do the same thing with any Android phone with power delivery as well. So I, I'm going to just jump in and point out, Jim totally told all of this to us last week. In his in his incredibly uh, intelligent and concise way, by saying that's just how USB C works. Yeah, plug them in, and one thing will charge the other. Yeah. Yep. And I yeah, guess to, yeah. to, to to your use case, I understand it, but I think the number of times that I've needed to do that, I can count yeah. on one hand and have fingers left over. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you can probably have four fingers left over. <laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't going to go quite that far, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I, again, I think this is one of those things of it, it's it's a controversy that's being raised just to be a controversy. 
but that's oh. me. People love their. It's trauma. never happened before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. This is why I love you, Jim. Um, how about the how about the the wireless charging stands that are all the rage? And, and uh, who was it? Brett, I think, was kind enough to uh, say that. Um, let's see, what is it? Good lord, I've lost it again. Standby mode. Um, anybody buying any specific chargers for to take advantage of that? Um, right now, I am waiting for a clarification uh, between MagSafe and Qi2. So I read something today in passing that said that that nightstand mode, I keep doing that, I'm sorry, standby mode, will work with any charger, Qi yeah. or, or MagSafe. That's more about the orientation of it then. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I personally, I'm really looking forward to that feature to seeing how it how it actually works and whether I like it better than just the the clock app that I have every night. So we'll see. It's kind of fun on my desk. That's where I'm using it. I I have a uh, charger, a Qi charger on my desk that's propped up at an angle. And it has a sensor in it, so it moves the the charger coil to line up with wherever it is in your device. So I could throw AirPods on there or basically anything. So I just rotated my phone 90 degrees and set it on there, and it figured out where the charger point is, and uh, and it works. And it went right into uh, uh, standby mode or nightstand mode, whatever it is. Yeah, and now I just need to like like really set it up so it's giving me useful information. But it's kind of cool. I mean, it just it it knows what orientation it's in, and it knows the phone's not laying flat, and it's just like, oh, let's do this now. Anybody else looking for uh, any any other accessories or? Chuck, I, I already bought it. I'm about to show it to you. Uh, it was one of those things that, that I'm normally cautious about. It was a Facebook purchase, but I saw it and I kind of liked it. So it's the stand right here. Okay. It does have the uh, um, the iPhone mount to it. Okay. Then there's the Apple Watch stand and then another flat oops, flat stand for iPods or, or another phone. So, um, so. I already got it. I didn't wait for it. I just went ahead and got it. I, and I've been really impressed with it. I have it up here in my office, but uh, I think it's going to find a new place uh, down next to the bed at home downstairs. So it's made um, by a company called Journey, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. Okay. I was going to say, if you have a, if you have, if you have a URL for that, URL for that and oh, for let your, me see if I can find it. So your wallet cases, just throw them in the chat. And I'll have them in the, uh, in the show notes. Okay. For folks. Um, because I, I mean, as far as I know, I haven't done it yet, but uh, the Anchor charger that I've been using, it's an Anchor Qi charger, should fulfill the requirements, but I won't know until the phone gets here. So if if it does, I will put that in the show notes as well, because that's a much less expensive. It's also not a MagSafe. It's just a Qi. It does have a, uh, a Qi charging pad sort of oriented like Webs is, but it does not have a watch charging area. So 
I don't. I think that's one thing I will be able to avoid buying at least until somebody brings a really cool one out that I like. Uh, let's see. Who? Any? Anybody else? I don't want to skip over anyone. Eric, you're holding up something, but I can't tell what it is. I picked up an H. Uh, what is it? An HD, HDMI to USB C um, capture dongle for my iPad. On. Hmm? So, are you going to plug your Switch into it so you have a bigger screen for video games? Well, that's where I got the idea. But what I want to be able to do is I want to plug an iPad mini into it. So I haven't been able to test it yet because I just got it and I haven't had a chance. But uh, because I've got a bunch of minis at work that are just headless minis that sit there. And when I go to work on them, I have to haul a display around. So my hope is I can. You mean a Mac mini, right? Yeah. You said iPad mini. You said iPad mini. Oh. Sorry. Yes. A bunch of magnets at work. So I'm hoping to be able to take my iPad with a little adapter and then there's an app you can run to do capture and then just plug it in and be able to actually see the screen. You could use Camo Studio for iPad. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Which is now free. True. Now, now Now out and free. So, so when we get done tonight, I will try plugging everything in, and I'll give it a shot. Okay. Um, the one thing, well, first of all, I haven't heard anybody say anything about screen protectors. Is anyone here, or is everyone here, just not bothering with screen protectors anymore? I'll I'll get them for both my iPhones. Okay. I've never I've, I've never used a screen years. better ever. Yeah. I never have. Really? Okay. Because I very much believe in them. I mean, it's it's cheap insurance. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I know that that you, Chuck, and I think David as well, we're part of the iPhone upgrade program. Uh, right. you, they ding you if you send the phone back in uh, with a, a, a scratch on the screen. So, yeah, you know, 40 bucks, it's cheap insurance, and it, I think it pays for it in the end. So, so yeah, I will get a screen protector for my two iPhones. Yeah. Um you know, I've I've had this uh, 12 Pro Max for three years now. I have used the cheapest uh, Amazon screen protectors that I can find, and they have uh, saved my rear end so many times. I know Apple keeps talking about all the the super glass that they're using and everything, but it just seems like that's one more little layer. And if that shatters, you just peel it off and put a new one on. Yeah, and exactly. so it, you know, if Ben, if I don't know what kind of accidents you've had, but I know the ones I've had, um, you know, I have no idea whether it would have actually cracked the iPhone glass. It definitely cracked the screen protector, but that's okay because it cracked the screen protector. So yeah, yeah, I don't want to find out. Yeah, it's it's one of those you can't go down the other the other side in the in the fork in the road. So, um. Oh, yeah. The one other thing that I have on order, it should show up tomorrow, uh, is a, an anchor USB-A to USB-C cable for the car, for CarPlay. Now, there does seem to be a little question about, you know, will it be compatible with CarPlay? I feel like with Anchor, 
A, I've got a really good shot at it being compatible, and B, if it doesn't, I'll just send it back or use it for something else. But so if you if you are a CarPlay user and don't have any kind of wireless options, then that may be one cable you definitely want to get, or you're going to be out of luck for a little while. Mm -hmm. I think those are the ones that uh, all the accessories. Any anyone else before we move on? Okay, I'll take that as no. Um, this sort of goes back to spams and scams. Um, the wire cutter has pulled, and I put this link, I will put yeah. this in the chat. Uh, wire cutter has pulled their recommendation of the WISE, W-Y-Z-E security cameras um, because of the way the company has been, where's the chat? There it is. Um, because of the way that the company has been handling some of these, some of the issues they've had the security breaches they've had. And so, and I've been a big fan of the wise camps. Um, I have a couple of them around the house. Now the good news is that most of mine are pointing out of the house. So other than any microphone pickup that, you know, something they might hear something, they're never going to see anything inside my house that I wouldn't want seen. So I'm kind of fine with that part of it, but this is another example of, of, a, a company kind of missing the point, and I'm really sorry to hear it, because Wise makes some really great gear, but uh, it's 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 camera gear, and that's a problem. Anybody else here, Jeff? Did I see you start? Yeah, uh, like you, I I have Wise cameras, um, and uh, interesting thing when I moved, I never reconnected any of my cameras. So I, I have uh, three wise cameras and a Eufy camera and a couple other cameras just sitting in one of my boxes here. And I know where all of them are. I just haven't reconnected anything. And like with the Eufy, it's like, come on, that's, that's like a data sieve. So yeah. I haven't been in a rush to reconnect that one. And the wise cameras, because of the ongoing security issues, um, and I've been following a lot of the 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 stuff with the wise security things for quite a while. I just haven't been in a rush to reconnect anything. Yeah. I mean, wise Ufi, uh God, what's the one from Amazon Ring? Ring and Boy. Yeah, it's once your security cameras become a security liability um it makes it a lot harder to trust that brand anymore yeah and, and i do like having a, a security camera that that automatically triggers on and off depending on whether or not i'm home so that i have an easy way to monitor what's going on in my place when i'm not there i know for for me Part of my home is Apple, part of it's Amazon for my smart devices. And this is just another nail in the coffin for as I'm switching more and more uh, replacement cameras. Because I do, I also have a couple wise cameras. And um, when I replace them, you know, they're going to be replaced with, you know, HomeKit compatible right out of the box as opposed to doing it with, uh, was it um, HomeBridge? Yeah. Now, see the thing with the Eufy cameras. You can set them up as just HomeKit, and so you don't have to go through the Eufy account, which 
hypothetically should protect you from the from the data leak issues that Yuffie has. Mm-hmm. That said, which and that's exactly how I had my Yuffie camera set up. I just don't have confidence in the products mm-hmm. because of the security issues. And Jeff clarified that. Um, the hardware or the company? Uh, the company. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought that's what you meant. But. Yeah. Yeah. Because the UV camera, if you set it up straight through HomeKit, theoretically, Yuffie shouldn't know anything about that device. In practice, I don't know what data it might be transmitting back to them, regardless of whether or not I've set up an account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. As for that reason, um, I will not use any security device or doorbell that does not go through HomeKit Secure Video. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices featured gear, like the Elgato Stream Deck. The Elgato Stream Deck is a panel of programmable buttons that can trigger pretty much anything on your Mac. Shortcuts, key combinations, macros, hotkeys, and much, much more. In addition, each button can be customized with text, colors, even custom graphics. Available in 6-key, 15-key, or 32-key versions, the Stream Deck could be your most valuable productivity tool. I use it in the video editing for Mac Voices, and it saves me hours each week. Find out more at macvoices.com slash featured gear. All one word, featured gear. That's an interesting statement, Ben, the doorbell part, because the doorbell is never going to be looking into my house. It's going to be looking across the street at my neighbors. Sorry, neighbors. But, and that's sort of the way I feel about the whys. You know, okay, is I, I don't feel like I'm compromising my safety if it's not looking in my house. Am I missing well, anything? Uh, there, there are two places my car can be. Um, since I have a very small garage without a opener, um, it can be in my driveway or it can be uh, out in the street. Both of those are places with doorbells or would be in view of a, of a smart doorbell. And what's your point? So his neighbor's uh, cameras can if, be impacting his security. Yeah, which means uh, if, say, somehow that feed were compromised, uh, people would be able to tell whether I was home or not. Uh, but you're, you know, that's public. It's public street. Um, so you're, um, you, you, unfortunately, you have to compromise yourself. It's a public street, uh, but there's not public security cameras. But someone could still hack your neighbor's cameras. The the difference that I see Anybody can just drive by and find out if you're home or not. That's the difference. Can someone drive by to see if you're home? Or can someone continuously monitor from another location to see if you're home? And uh, the ability to continuously monitor, I I see that as more of an issue. Because you're right, Jim, anyone can walk by or drive by anytime they want. And there's nothing you can do to stop them. And they can even take pictures of your place as they drive Mm -hmm. by. Nothing you can do to stop them. 
but if they if they have a way to just continuously monitor that and uh yeah that to me that's where where the problem comes in mm-hmm. and part of that problem it's a multi-layered thing for me part of that problem is who is it that's getting to continuously monitor uh potentially whether or not you're at home is it just some script kitty that uh, figured out that they could do this and uh and now they think they're cool or is it the camera manufacturer sharing the data with local law enforcement uh uh in many cases without a search warrant there are a lot of jurisdictions uh law enforcement agencies that have deals with uh with ring and some other camera makers where they can just just say, Hey, we need camera info from this location for these time periods. And they'll hand it over without warrants. Jeff, I'm not going to be part of that. Jeff, um, today's, today's Tuesday, I guess it was Sunday. I believe that in a location, relatively close to me from a, I guess from a state statewide standpoint, um, there was a house that blew up and they caught the, the, yeah, well, it, this is my diagnosis of it. It looked like a gas leak because I mean, the house just looked like it was taken apart from the inside brick by brick. Um, and I've seen gas explosions before and this has this almost, it's either that or a meth lab. And I think it was probably most likely a gas leak, but the point is that they have, they have video of it exploding, from someone's ring video video doorbell mm-hmm. so good for tv yeah. coverage bad for See, privacy and and here here's yeah. where it gets complicated. that could be that the person with the ring camera decided to release that i mean there's nothing to stop someone from putting a webcam on their property no you're you're right jim you're right mm-hmm. and and i mean it's the surveillance state we live in now well, it's that, you know, we have technology. Uh, There's, you know, you can yeah. be walking down the street and someone can take your picture. Or, you know, they've got GoPros and and this and that. And yeah, drones. that didn't happen. Didn't happen 100 years ago. Now, don't you be coming for my drone. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you pride for my cold dead hands. Uh, Brett in the chat has a, has a comment said, Ben has a good point. Well, that's one Ben. Um, it does compromise your safety because it shows the view of your street, potentially, uh, giving away the location of your home. I'm Brett, not the sure. Check is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite so sure I'm as concerned about that. I mean, I don't broadcast where I live, but on the other hand, it's not that hard to find. In fact, I have found very few people that if I look up on whitepages.com or something similar that I can't find out at an address, you know, I, they may not give me the phone number without paying for something, but I can usually find just about anything. So I think, I kind of think that that uh, horse has gone out of the barn. Unless you just move like Jeff to an undisclosed bunker. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, the the problem with my bunker and its undisclosed location is that the bunker uh, right next to mine, they have a ring camera. 
Oh, well, see, there you go. <laughs> totally, totally shot my undisclosed location thing right out of the water. Well, when I saw this, you know, I guess it, I took it a lot more seriously than some of the other warnings out there. Not that I don't take those seriously, but when Wirecutter pulls it out and says, hey, we're not comfortable, they have such a great reputation that's like, okay, you, you really should pay attention. So, folks, if you have a wise camera, I'm not going to tell you to disconnect it. I'm going to tell you to just maybe take a look at the Wirecutter article, be aware, and then make your own decision which way you want to go. Uh, next up, let's see, what else do we have here? Well, I think these are two different articles, but they're about the same, basically the same story. Um, everyone knows that both Caesars and MGM got ransomware, do they not? Yes. Mm -hmm. To the tune of lots of money, lots and lots of money. And not to mention inconvenience, not to mention bad, bad publicity, not to mention, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm, I was kind of curious to see what reactions you all had to had to these, because at least it sounded like Caesars was able to keep theirs quiet, paid the ransom, and I guess kept on going. MGM, I don't know whether they didn't pay the ransom, whether somebody leaked the information or what, but it really sounded like a significant disaster. It's a disaster period. It doesn't yeah. matter if they paid yeah. the ransom or not. Also, paying the ransom is against the law. That's a federal crime. So, so they could potentially have some blowback from that as well. Also, paying the ransom and uh, getting everything uh, cleaned up and it's all okay now? No, it's not. Because if someone or an organization is willing to do this to you, you have no level of trust in them, or at least you shouldn't. So when you give them the money and then they unlock all of your stuff, they still have all of your stuff. Right. If they, if they're saying, Hey, we got all this data and uh, you know, if you pay us, you get your data back. Well, they still have your data yeah. and they already sold it. So uh, it's it's not like your data is is going to magically be contained in your systems again. It's already out there. You already lost. Then uh, then once they know that uh, that you'll pay the fines or the or the uh, the extortion money, well, now they know what company they can potentially hit again. Yeah, it's, maybe uh, you'll pay a little bit more. Yeah, maybe you'll pay a little bit more. And, yeah, and you should never assume just because they got in the one way and you paid them that they don't have other ways to get in. Now, granted, a good company will go through a lot of uh, of forensic uh, investigation so that they can figure out where the weak points were and fix those. The problem is you can't fix the human element, which at if if uh, I'm remembering these stories correctly, it was actually uh, social engineering that was used to get in, and then that completely bypasses everything else. And it doesn't matter how sophisticated your security uh, monitoring system is for for your network and all of your assets. If you give someone access, now you have a completely different problem that your uh, monitoring system may or may not be able to catch in time. Yep. Yeah. Brian? 
people are always going to be the weak point in your security system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The That's article was talking about, uh, I think they found, you know, a, a person working for the company and uh, through LinkedIn and within 10 minutes was able to compromise the system. And the worst part about it is that once they they were in and compromised it, they could have installed half dozen different backdoors so that even if they closed the first one and, and deleted that user, they potentially have access back in other directions. So... Mm-hmm. This is a this this is an ugly ugly situation. Social engineering it's it's it happens on a daily basis. We're trained I'm trained on it all the time, and you got to be careful and uh, the, the mm-hmm. practice. It's just a it's a devastating thing. But you know I I, I feel bad the fact that many of these casino, large casino companies like MGM and Caesars don't. I mean they they invest some things in IT support and IT you know, cybersecurity and that kind of stuff, but I don't do think they do enough. They they think they're an entertainment business and they shouldn't have to invest in an in, in IT team to be supporting um, the, the, this type of thing. You you have you have to be protected. It's a multi multi billion dollar company in, in, in MGM for mm-hmm. sure. And I don't understand why they 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 are very lax with it. You go to the hotels, you see the technology that's there. They don't stay up on things. That the rooms are can, can be tend to be outdated. I mean. For crying out loud, you have people waiting four hours to get their get into their rooms. There was people who their keys stopped working; <laughs> they couldn't even get in. Um, I mean, it was it was it was it was an absolute nightmare. It was a mess, and and I mean, shame on MGM and Caesars if you don't have the the IT security in place that to protect protect from something like this. I mean, in my opinion, David, you bring up a couple of great points. First of all, I I. I have not read much about the the mechanics of the Caesars hack. Yeah. Um, the the MGM one seems to have been through social engineering, right. and that just points to a lack of training, uh, at least in my opinion, or a system set up that someone was able to give someone else access without the proper kind of verification. But your comment about them being in the entertainment business, I feel like all of us to some degree are now in the tech business, whether right. we want to be or not. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it was, I'm just kind of quoting what was said in, in the press that a lot of the, the the view of these companies, they're in the entertainment business. They're not in the business of, you know, like we're in insurance and, or you're, you're in, tech, uh, in a tech, you're a tech company or you're, you know, you're a heavy machinery company. Or there's just every one of those large corporations have IT teams, whether it's, whether it's on staff or, or contracted. But that's the number one thing that they are always concerned about is cyber and cyber, uh, you know, cyber attacks like this. And, and if it, it obviously isn't, it wasn't as important. I know publicly they're saying it, you know, that, that, that this is something they should have, that it should have been handled and, you know, we're going to really regret it and all that stuff. But in my view, I think these are types of companies that just don't do a very good job on the IT side of things. And, and there's so many companies out there like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Have these casino execs never seen any of the Ocean Eleven films? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good, good example. Next time on Mac Voices, we finish up our conversation about the Vegas casino hacks. We look at why your car may be your biggest single security problem, and talk more about how our data is being used. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then.
As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.